you guys ready for tomorrow? February fourteenth. No. Boy, am I. Yeah. Not, not at all, what actually. Are, <laughs> what okay. are you guys doing for your lady friends? Um, I did. What are your did... lady friends doing for you that you know about? I guess. I don't know if if she's really planning anything other beyond we're gonna go see that Die Hard movie, despite <sighs> hearing it. Damn it! I'm actually kind of jealous of you now. Oh, okay. Uh, Man, my, my girlfriend... Nathan gets the cool girlfriend. <laughs> Not like that. It's just like I love Die Hard. Like it's one of my favorite movie series. Right. But my girlfriend hates it. Oh, okay. Well, John, you have a decision. Which one do you love more? Well, actually, oh, I, I... well, that's an obvious one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to suggest, like, you might be safe then, because this movie, by all accounts, is supposed to be terrible. I'm not surprised. Like, yeah. the fourth one was kind of eh. It is the director of Max Payne, the film from some years ago, so I've been a okay. little worried about it, but, like, the reviews are starting to come in, and it, it sounds like, yeah, if you're if you're a big fan of Die Hard, like, you might not want to see this, you know, bag of kittens get thrown in a river, you know, it's, it's going to be bad. That was a weird analogy, but it's, that was, it's gonna that be... was a really weird analogy. I, I'm sitting next to a cat. I don't know, but it, so it's you want to be... throw your cat into the river? No, is what I do you're not. Saying. You he's, are a mass okay. murder of cats. I didn't. No, no, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying the director of the new Die Hard. Oh, the movie director is a mass murder of cats. May it. may well be into that because apparently. So John, what's first... your plans? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. I, girlfriend actually know. doesn't want to do anything, so we're probably just going to go out for dinner. All right. Did you? Well, I mean, like. That that's part of our plan as well, but we're gonna try to go. to I feel bad that. if that's your. We're not doing anything because that's my. That's what we're doing. Right. Like, did you book <laughs> something though? Did you have to like book a place? I, well, we tried. Normally, normally I do. Uh, but the place we were trying this time was like we no reservations unless there's like six of you. It's like okay, like no dinner for two. Happen. Like that's a that sounds like tomorrow's dinner for two night. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. That's kind of weird. But I mean, it depends. Like. Some places probably are busy enough that they don't even need to worry about that. Hmm. I suppose that's that's another factor. Yeah, we we haven't put much thought into like restaurants and stuff. We did. We definitely talked about it. Like, should we should we look in a, a place or something? It's like, nah, whatever. We'll just go to the movie and then we'll see if we want to go eat some pierogies or something. Just wing it. So yeah, there's a place near here that sells pierogies on Thursdays. So what's that? A uh, pops. You know what pierogies are, I'm assuming. No, I know. Per- yeah, I got pierogies. Oh, okay. Pops. Uh, yeah, there's a local pub and eatery that. I also have a local pub near me named Pops that has pierogies on Thursday. Actually, yeah, no. If it, you're in Lethbridge, that is the original Pops. Apparently, the franchise has spread to my neighborhood. Okay. So, yep. But anyway. So you are in fact the imitator. Yeah, we're we're the imitator. Is yours but... like a sports bar or more or more of like a pub? Because uh... my Pops used to be like a pub and it's now a sports bar. I, I, I don't know. Like, when we ate there, primarily it was still during the NHL strike, so maybe they would normally be playing a game or something, but that was I'm not talking the like case. they have, like, a huge projector screen for games. Oh, they, they have a fair amount of TVs around and such. Okay, I'll have to just check it out. Yeah, I, I, it's prob- it's this, it, I know it's the same franchise. The logo and everything's the same, so maybe they're doing the same thing. But whatever, yeah, they have different themed food items for each day, and Thursdays is pierogi night, so it works out. Because the food of love, pierogies. Pierogies. Well, you got that everything's wrapped up in a potato hug. Mm-hmm. Potato hug? Really? Speaking of potato hugs, that's not my job. Okay. Speaking of Die Hard, Die Hard Arcade is a game that you can hear all about on Retro Retro Kill Kill Screen. Screen. (laughs) Check out that podcast. It's pretty good. (laughs) What? Yeah. Cross-promoting. Appreciate that. Thank you. About old video games. This one's about all video games. So we're inclusive Aha. here. Uh, top-down perspective. Welcome to the Valentine's this, Day edition. This intro we're also we've 50% ever done. more hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, Hosters. I don't know. I don't know. Thanks, thanks for having me on Retro Kill Stream last time. That was fun. No worries. As long as you had fun. Um, yeah, Star Wars games. Uh, oh, fuck. I got to talk more about that. I, but... I can go on more about that this week here now. Actually, but... sure. If you want to start off, like, did you play more? I I, I finished it. Nice. I didn't do that with my revisiting last time. Did you unlock the Tie Fighter and everything? No, I did not bother to go back and get all the uh, the things. The challenge points. No, I didn't bother getting all the challenge points. Okay. Oh, we didn't even say who we are. Like John is speaking right now. Hi. Yeah, this is John. Um, Nathan is the guy talking right now, and Sean is this other guy. February 13th. February 13th. I said Valentine's Day edition, but I guess that's... Well, this, well it's going to be out on Valentine's, so... Yeah, exactly. Listen so, to this with your special lady, or man. 
Right. Or yeah. yeah, you know, whatever your yeah arrangement is, like just listen listen to that. Um, and we're gonna talk about Shadows of the Empire and how awesome that ending is. What do you think, Sean? Or John, rather. Sean hasn't played it. I'm assuming. Have you, yeah, have you ever played Shadows no, of the Empire? Not. Okay. No. Maybe don't. It seems to be kind of our conclusion. It's, yeah. It's no. Old. Not not a fan. Not a fan. If, yeah. I play, if I count all the Star Wars games that I have played from start to finish, actually, if I count all the Star Wars games that I have played for more than an hour, it's none. Really? What? There's been there's been some good ones. We we went into that too. There's like the you know Jedi Knight games, Super Star Wars, perhaps. There was a GameCube one that I played some multiplayer at a buddy's house that was pretty good. Like Rogue Squadron? Or? I think Rogue Squadron sounds familiar. I just remember there was this one stage, and it had like a big rock cave in the middle that we would just hide in. Hmm. Very descriptive. Yeah. Were I know you, there was on, a... You could play as both a car-looking hover thing, or one of those walking guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost... Wondering if that was that that sounds like it could have well been like Rogue Squadron three or something, but there was also uh, a Clone Wars game that my cousin loved the multiplayer of because it was kind of this weird like tug of war push and pull control points game where you're controlling multiple vehicles. Uh, he was way too good at it though. But Palfront? No, it was literally Star Wars like Episode two, the Clone Wars. Oh, the- that game. Okay. On GameCube, like I, the campaign is not very notable at all. Like you, you, there's like bad lightsaber sections and everything. But I remember that multiplayer mode. He was like really fascinated by, it. and it it has some merit to it. I guess I was just not as good at as it as him, so it was not fun. But I'm assuming maybe that wasn't the one. That would be like the tanks and stuff from Episode One, and the end of Episode Two. Some of those vehicles. So that doesn't sound like the same thing Sean's talking about. I don't know. GameCube, Star Wars games. I, th- I think if I had to guess, it'd be like Rogue Squadron 2. Is that a thing? That yeah. was a launch game. That was pretty well maybe, regarded. Maybe that one. Yeah, Rogue Squadron 2 was all vehicles from what I remember. Rogue Squadron 3, you were on the ground at some points. Yeah. Yeah, there was some stuff. I didn't get there to bring was, up yeah, Rebel the, Assault. The multiplayer, there, you weren't ever like a like a Jedi. You were always in a vehicle. Yeah, that's that's probably Rogue Squadron. Um, but so you didn't get into Force Unleashed or anything too, huh? We've oh talked about no, those. sorry, you're. I completely forgot about Force Unleashed. I played that game all the way through. Okay, right. so, I was gonna say one. I thought you had. So there's right. one, yes, one of those. One. There you go. Um, Lego Star Wars, no, not really, no. Yeah, I didn't really get into it. But oh, sorry, sorry, John, we're distracting from the important game. Uh, Star Wars no, Shadows no, trust me, you're talking about much better games. Right, yeah. Why Why do you force yourself through it just to put it back on the shelf? I was like, close justified? enough to it that I had to finish it. It was like two stages left out of ten. Okay. And, and it was just like, you... if I beat it, then I can mark it off as a B in my backlog and I don't have to touch it again if I don't want to. Right. How do you feel about the ninth stage? Because that was always my least favorite and I like that game. So I had, I had to turn the brightness on my TV up like 30 points. Yeah, the palace level is kind of ridiculous in that way. Um... I just don't remember any like real high points in what you do. It's just an annoying kind of running around in corridors, and there's some jetpack stuff in it too. In that second last stage, yeah, yeah, it's like one of two, one of three stages you have your jetpack. Right, and there's kind of like I, I don't know. It's it was a dark, gloomy level that I never really enjoyed. But yeah, how about the spaceship stuff at the end though? Did did that do anything for you? Not really, because it seemed pretty unfair. At least the first half. But you fly, you shoot the reactor or something. Well, no, right? no, that part was all right. Okay. It was the first part where you just had to shoot like the ships, and there was like so many ships attacking you that you would keep dying. Yeah. But like all it right. balanced out because every twenty of you, the ships you blew up, you got a one up. Oh right. Okay. It seemed kind of sporadic how they would attack you, which was really confusing. And it, it and it's more control over the ship than the asteroid level, right? Uh, no, it's the exact same control. At the end of the first half. The second half, when you go to the cr- the crater, you actually pilot the ship. Right, okay, maybe... I, okay, so it is just a, like, turret stage, essentially, for the first part. Yes. And then it becomes free-flying. Maybe that's why I... Re- I remember replaying that stage a bunch, but that was probably why. Because it's like, I'm flying a spaceship! I was, like, ten years old. So, I thought that game was cool. But, okay. So, verdict's in. John says, nah. And, like, pass on that game. Don't even... Like if it's a, it, you're at a garage sale, it's like five bucks. Do you buy it? I you know, for five bucks maybe. That's about it. That's a I, would, I wouldn't go that go. much higher. I wouldn't go that okay. much higher. 
yeah, it seems to be kind of where we were saying. Is there any like redeeming quality to this game, or uh, just yeah. avoid it? Is like don't spend it's time on. This sort game. of entertaining, story-ish. I feel like the PC version would be better because it would control like the much better PC game, Jedi Knight. Yeah. Also, Nathan, you might find this entertaining. Uh, Tim Schafer's in the credits for the game. Why? What? Because he worked at LucasArts. Oh, he, yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's he, before He literally got Fandango. his own screen, and it was something along the lines of, did not sabotage the development of this game, Tim Schafer. Interesting. Weird. That's pretty cool. I, little trivia note there. I didn't didn't realize that. Um, all right. I, in terms of redeeming qualities beyond that, like, I don't know. If you're like an extreme Star Wars aficionado, like it ties into that multimedia thing they were doing in the 90s or whatever, but it's... If you don't want to get frustrated about stupid shit, play it on easy, but to get the quote-unquote true ending, or I guess full ending, you need to play it on at least normal. Yeah. Um, I I did kind of praise it a bit for like having some gameplay variety in there and yo jetpacks, but it's it's all tainted by... Like yeah, jetpack's hard to control at certain Nostalgia points. stuff, and, like, I was, like, 10 years old, and, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Unless you're, like, doing some sort of, like, video game history thing, and you're focusing on Star Wars, and you want to see a game that was kind of weird in the early life of the N64, which is pretty specific, I realize that. I was going to say, that's a pretty large target audience, for sure. Right, right. So years from now, if, like, someone listening is like, I am that person, weird, like, you know, there you go. That, that, this was for you. But yeah, no, don't play it. It's it's fine. Play play Jedi Knight. That's available on Steam. Yeah, it's really much available. Better. Much better. Both Jedi Knights. All three yeah. Jedi Knights. Those first levels outdo everything that this does in terms of you're a dude running around with a gun, and then you also get to jump around with lightsabers and stuff later. So, is there any spaceship stuff in that game though? No, not in the first one. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, but. I'm sure, you know, go play Rogue Squadron or something. So, yeah, just whatever. Yeah, just, uh, just did, go play Rogue Squadron, really. Just go play Rogue Squadron um, and yeah. Jedi Knight, and you'll be good. Skip Shadows of the Empire. Go play Rogue Squadron if you're on an N64. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I don't, okay side note real fast. Yeah. So I'm playing Nino Kuni. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm fighting a, mo- a creature right here, and it's a cat with an eye patch and a cutlass with, like, a sailor's uniform, kind of like a pirate uniform. Mm-hmm. And the creature's name is Puss in Boats. Oh, is that a cringe or a dog? I, I thought that I was know. pretty that, good. That's kind of both. Okay, cringe and adorable. Okay, cringe adorable. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, I don't mind that. If, strangely, my cat had a weird eye problem yesterday. So, you know, fate. One-eyed cats. It's a thing. Yeah, I, yeah, that sounds like fate. Yeah, yep, I looked exactly. it up t- to see if it's a problem. Apparently, it was just he had to blink something out of his eye, and it was causing him issues, but I was worried it could have been an infection. So I almost had well, an eye if it didn't, If he didn't get it out, it would have been an infection. This is just making my eyes water. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's Still okay now. About eyes. But anyway, okay. Uh, so you played Shadows of the Empire. Was there other stuff beyond yeah. that? Played some more Fire Emblem Awakening. Nice. I played some more Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah. The yeah, game is just a very little bit frustrating. Me. What? No, like, okay. Here's the thing I love and hate about Fire Emblem. Okay. The random number generator. Sometimes it can be the biggest blessing in the world. Sometimes it can be the biggest curse in the world. I'm on... Like, what what random number generator? Like, well, the percentage of, like, okay, now, like, there's a 5% chance that this character's going to pull off a critical. Okay. then Then it pulls it off. And you're like, oh, yeah. But then when the exact same thing happens with an enemy and kills your leader in one hit when he had full health. Sure. But that's yeah. part of the fun. Well, not you when you spend that. time like clearing out, I think it was 19 other enemies, and then the boss who is like 11 levels lower than you gets a crit and kills you when you're specifically in a position that you could kick his ass with every troop you have. Yeah, and that's just, a bummer, but... Yeah. yeah. I was just really pissed off because there's this one mission I restarted twice. Once was because there was a character I could get to join my party and yep. he got one-shotted by accident because like someone he ran up to fight someone. Uh, the second time was, was this time. Like I killed everyone and I was like, all right, I'm in a really good position. 
Let's send in my avatar to do some slight damage, because it seems like he would have some extra conversation to go with this character he's fighting. 5% chance of a critical. Hits it, perfect, and kills me. So now I have to play it again, but I was just so frustrated I had to turn it off. Like, I've been playing, like, some of the DLC and stuff, too. Like, you can get older Fire Emblem characters to join your party from the DLC. Right, I think I'm, like, I'm not interested in that at all. Really? Because I've already played with them, and I want to play with new guys. Well, at the same time, like, you can do their missions for, like, extra levels and... Like, yeah, I'm... no, I'll probably play them. I just, when I recruit them, I, I probably will never put them out into battle. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, no, that's, what, that's like... what I've done so far. Like, I have Marth and Roy and uh, some Pegasus Knight, but none of them are on my actual squad. Right. I, like, I'm all, like, it's cool that they're there, but I, I kind of, part of Fire Emblem is, lo- like, leveling up these weak characters as opposed to just using your tanks. So... So what chapter are you in so far? Um, I think I'm either on my way to four or five, and I've done the first paralogue. Okay, so, so you're I'm not, not too far. Yeah, you're not too far behind me though, because I'm I'm at six, but I also did all the side missions and I did a bunch of the DLC. Yeah, I haven't done any DLC yet. Well, the first DLC is free, so I would suggest grabbing it because it's free until the beginning of March. Oh, I have to, like, download it? It's not just on my thing? No, you have to download it. Like, that that's a separate thing. Like, you'll get... Right. You should have an Outworld gate or something like that. If you go there, it'll link you to the store. Uh, you can download the first chapter of the DLC for free. And the second one's available as well. But if you buy the pack that gives you all three, you get a... It's slightly cheaper because the first one's still free. And you get the third one, which isn't available yet. So did you buy them? Yes. Okay, cool. That's how I got Roy... And the third one is the... How much How much is it for the all three? Currently, like, four bucks. Okay. <laughs> and, like, any any levels and items you get in those missions, you keep. Plus, you get the, the extra troop. Right. But uh, you also got to be careful, because if anyone dies, if you're playing classic mode in those missions, they're gone. Right, but then you just restart, right? Yeah, if you feel inclined, yeah. Yeah, well, I will always feel inclined. Yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Even though it yeah. frustrates me, I need to take breaks. Hmm. Well, when I need to take breaks, I make bad decisions. Because I'm playing Sonic 06 again. I thought... Well, shouldn't you be done that game by now? I, I haven't played only... it for like two weeks. Oh, okay. I thought you were on like kind of the final leg of that thing. I okay. am. Uh, I was... Okay. I'm like... I think it said 40% in the Shadows campaign when... I, or, sorry. Silver's campaign when I picked up the game, which is the third campaign I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm probably more at like 60% now. Okay. But uh, once that's done, I just have to do the final campaign, and then it's done. How How's that holding up? Is it, it is it's that Sonic. the problematic? Sil- Silver's a rough one because Silver's, like, really slow. It's his partner, Blaze, that's fast. Okay. So it's weird, methodical, like, okay, now I need to, like, hold this button to grab your bullets and throw them back at you for damage because mm-hmm. you can't homing attack or anything like that. It, it's a weird, non-Sonic game when you're playing Silver. So it's awesome, then. <laughs> no. That's what I'm hearing. No, it's not what you're hearing. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry to disappoint. But yeah, other than that, that is it for me. Okay. Um. All right, Sean, you've already talked about Nino Kuni. Do you want to elaborate? Like, how's that? How's that puss in boats going? Uh, I beat him. Okay. Um. Is that a recurring I... enemy, or is that just a boss or something? It's rec- it's kind of a recurring enemy, but it's like a third form, so it's not super common. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm now fighting an Igneous Supremus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of a big guy. Igneous. He looks pretty cool. Supremus. I don't know. If- yeah, anyway. Wait, um, you haven't finished that game yet? I'm gonna ask no, you the same thing. What? I'm at 38 hours. Okay. I have definitely hit the 80% mark, mm-hmm. but this game, like many Japanese RPGs. Uh, does the whole, hey, the game's over, oh wait, no it's not, why don't you play for another, like, ten hours? Uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of in that. Um, does that bother you, though? Is, like, the pacing still Well, okay? the thing is, they set it up really weird, because it wasn't a surprise, like, because you get to see a lot of cutscenes as the player that the characters don't, like, things kind of going on in the background that the enemies are doing. Yeah. So I kind of know that there's like a main boss uh, above the boss that my pl- characters are trying to fight. 
So I knew, like, okay, well, that wasn't the main guy, so clearly I'm going to have to fight the big person. But the game sets it up from, like, a presentation standpoint. It's like, huge parade is happening, everyone's happy, you get a bunch of, like, a bunch of resolution, they they tie a lot of ends together, so it's like, are you just going to end the game or something? Oh, no, now you are going to continue like I thought. This is just weird. It's weird decisions. But, anyway, um, yeah, there's not really much else to say. It's still... Um, Nino Cooney. What uh, else is going on then? Yeah, what else is going on? Uh, I'll talk about Borderlands Legends briefly. Okay. Which is the iOS Borderlands game. I didn't Wasn't know that the this top was down thing. shooter thing. Y- yes, yes. Uh, came out last year. Um, you basically control all four of Borderlands One's characters. You kind of move, you kind of, it's kind of almost like a horde mode where you're in an arena and enemies will come in, but it's a lot shorter, like there'll be three waves and then you move on to a different room and another three waves and you do it like four times and you complete the mission. Mm -hmm. So it's primarily you just, you know, you pick your one character, you move them over to somewhere, you can put them in cover so they get a little bit of a bonus defense. Uh, And then basically once any enemies get inside of their, like, uh, their uh, targeting reticle or radius gets close enough, they'll start shooting them. And they have their special abilities, so that'll charge up. So every now and then I can make a Mordecai send out a Bloodwing to fly around, or um, Roland can drop his turret. And you can, and you get, and there's loot, so there's a lot to it. But the only problem is that the game is boring. Um, because all you really are doing is you kind of set up your characters like behind a wall, and then you just kind of wait. And it becomes this mission of, okay, you use your special, now you use your special, now you use your special, oh, yours is back, so you use yours, you use yours, you, and you just kind of wait till the mission's done, basically. So it's not that much fun, which kind of sucks, because there's, there's, they have loot, they got, you can level up and power up your characters, and there's a lot in there. I just don't like playing it, really. Hmm. Alright. Uh, was it on sale or anything, or was it the five Yeah, it was, a, it was a dollar uh, last weekend. Okay. I think I just, normally it's about three I just, dollars. I just checked. It said four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Okay, so it's usually five. So yeah, it was significantly yeah. off. And I wanted to try it out. I do like Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game that I quite enjoyed this week, along with you know Fire Emblem and Nino Kuni, but the one I want to talk about more, which was also on sale for a dollar, was The Room. Is this only on iPad or only on iPad? Okay. And for good reason, because it's. You you wouldn't want this on your iPhone, and it might just be kind of weird on the computer, I guess. I don't know. It's it's nice having like the multi-touch and whatnot. Okay. Um, so what the room is is it is a it is basically a puzzle box, a series of puzzle boxes that you're kind of just manipulating and working your way through. Um, with a bit of a story, which I won't get into because that's pro- that's arguably probably one of the more interesting things about it. I'm not too far into it. I'm only about halfway through the second puzzle box, but I've only put about an hour into it. Um, obviously, your mileage will vary depending on how well you're figuring out the puzzles. Mm-hmm. So basically, it sets up that you're in a room, and all you can basically do is there's a big puzzle box in the middle, and you can kind of circle around it. You can kind of look up and down. You can't pick it up or anything, and you can zoom in on different parts of it. And you basically just need to figure out, like, what can you interact with. So you can easily, like, brute force your way through all these puzzles just by tapping on, like, everything you you can think of. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, why would you do that? It's That defeats the purpose. But I guess if you get stuck, you can do that. And there are hints, but I haven't really... The hints haven't really helped much. It's kind of just like, I think I'm still missing a piece. And it's like, well, obviously, but I don't know where it is. Come on. Can you say, like, warmer or colder or something? I don't know. Anyway. So you'll do stuff like, oh, hey, this panel looks different than, you know, the other side. Maybe I can rotate it or something. Oh, look, I can, and a key pops out. Oh, fantastic. And then what can I use the key for? Or, oh, hey, the little uh, leg on this is circular as opposed to square. I mean, Oh, mm-hmm. I can rotate it, actually. Oh, look, there was something inside of there, too. Uh, do you know who the developer of this is? Or Yes, I looked it up. It's Fireproof... Games or something like oh, okay. that? Okay, there is a, a version called the Room Pocket available for the phones, but um, you're I've saying never it... heard about that. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at it now. It's it's free to play, I guess. Um, huh, well, maybe saying. I'll look into that as well. I just, it seems like having that all on one tiny screen wouldn't be great. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty good ratings, but I don't know. I, hey, I might... if it's free, 
you know, check it out. Might as well see, but I'm enjoying the room quite a bit. Yeah. It's kind of, and you know, it's kind of just like, I guess it's almost like if you enjoy kind of just puzzles or Sudokus, you want to sit down and just do some puzzles. It's just kind of fun to hang Mm -hmm. out in there and be like, how can I manipulate this puzzle box? And once you basically, there's usually like a main door of the puzzle box you're trying to open. Once you open Mm -hmm. it, it's like, oh, hey, look, there was another puzzle box in here. So you can work on it again. I don't know how, uh, how many, how long it is or how many puzzle boxes there are. I've heard about like three hours. So I'm assuming maybe five or six puzzle boxes. Oh yeah, room pocket okay. right there. And it is the same art. So it's, it'll be, yeah, same guys and everything. Okay. Huh. So there's other means of playing it. I, it does say it's 4S and up. Um, I guess it's graphically intensive, but, uh. Yeah, it, it does look pretty nice. Wow, that looks great. You know what? I'm gonna download that. I'm gonna see if it's any different. Right. Okay. Probably not, but anyways, yeah, I recommend the room, and if I guess if you have an iPhone 4S and up, uh, get the pocket version. It's free. Um, I can't really say how it'll be great on that small screen, but I'm liking it quite a bit on the iPad. Okay, uh, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I can't. Uh, I've only played about an hour, so I don't know how great it continues to be. Okay, that's all I've really been playing. Um, all right, I I've I haven't been playing much this week. Uh, I did spend a decent amount of time with the original Metroid. Okay. John, have you beaten that game? The original Metroid? Yeah. No, but I got decently far into it. Like, it's not a long game if you know what you're doing. Right. I guess it's kind of just ori- like orientating yourself and figuring out where to go. Yeah. Because, like, that game does not give you a map. Last I remember that I played it, I had beaten... Raid, but I don't think I'd found Ridley. I think that's what I was on my way to do. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's. It's been kind of neat to just see the beginnings of that whole kind of exploration, like pl- side scrolling, like uh, you. You know, the whole Castlevania, Metroid, Super Metroid model of like finding the items, and then you can unlock new areas and whatever. Uh, it's super weird though. Like, yeah, there's no map. The difficulty is insane in terms of just, like, dudes respawning constantly. Uh, you get to the end of a room and then realize, no, you don't have the thing yet, and then have to fight your way back and you'll probably die. You start with 30 health. Like, all these things are just crazy to me, but I've been trying to kind of brute force my way through it. Um, yeah, no, it, it's... If you're used to the later Metroid games, like, I got into Metroid at Super. Yeah. So it's it's hard to go back to the first two, because no yeah, map... To see them stripped down like that. It's yeah. Two was the first one I played on the Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. I remember liking the structure of two quite a bit. I've been thinking about playing two that one again, too. Two is a bit more linear, I think, but not by much. Well, it, it's kind of like, hey, there's 50 Metroids, kill them. And then you're kind of just looking around, searching for stuff, and finding stuff to kill. And I don't know. They're, they're, it's like there's like a trail of crumbs around that leads you into different areas. Whereas this one's just like, go, figure it out. And you're just like, what? So I've been, like, drawing a map on paper, almost like it's, like, Fez or something. Like, you have to figure out how to play well, it. Well, that's the opposite. Fez would be like this, right? Fez would be... hey Fez well, also comes saying, with a map. Fez does have a weird... Well, writing on paper, Fez, that's, like, a reference back to these games, right? Oh, yeah, I know. I, I'm saying, uh, like, for me, I'm, I'm kind of trying to pretend I'm, like, a kid in the 80s playing this for the first time without the internet. So I'm, like, trying to f- just figure it out on its own without cheating. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Fez is a- going. Fez is the new one, so it's obviously referencing older games, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I- it's fun in a weird way, but, you know, like, much like, you know, I get kind of stressed out by stuff like Demon's Souls or whatever, like, I get pretty pretty worked up when I'm dying over and over. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's brutal. But... Oh wait, wait! Do you know what's the speed run time you need to do yeah. in order to unlock to... gaming history? Oh, to see female Samus, I think it's an hour under. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. At least not this time. But well, since you're bringing it up, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, I guess beyond that, I I messed around with uh, WarioWare DIY some more. I haven't done that in a while. DS one, right? Yeah, it's the DS one that is essentially uh, like simple game creation tools. Like you can make oh DSI one, right? Yeah, yes, okay. yes, it's for the DSI. I I didn't realize it was exclusive. Like, is there something in it that would prevent it from working on other ones? Or? Well, wait, isn't it a download or? Oh no, the, it's it's a boxed game. It's, well, then what am I thinking of? Oh, there's the there's the weird camera one. 
that is a DSi exclusive. Oh, okay. Uh, WarioWare snapshot or something, something that's snapped, something like that. Yeah, snap sounds right. Yeah, right. It's not snapshot. That's a that's a game. Um, but yeah, this this one is you can create kind of I guess WarioWare touch tap based mini games. I was a little disappointed like you can't really do D pad stuff or anything. Like you can't really make super elaborate games. But I played through a lot of the tutorials of that, and I have some just dumb ideas I kind of want to see if I can tinker around with and make some stuff. Um, so I'm making stuff in games. Sorry to jump in here. Yeah. Um, I I saw a YouTube video. Someone made Super Hexagon in Little Big uh, Little Big Planet Two. Weird. And like it's fully functional. That's amazing. They have different difficulties and stuff. I don't know how that would Some even work. Some people have way too much time on their hands. That's insane. Yeah, I should. I I do have that as virtue of being a PlayStation Plus person. So maybe I should check out. You should like look it up, find that name. Yeah, you, just look it up on YouTube at least. But if you have a little kind of two, I guess find that name and look into it because that's in that's oh, it's so crazy that they did that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, how much of the community sharing stuff is going on in DIY. Like, I know that's a thing you can do. You can upload games or whatever. I know there's a handful of stuff out there, but I haven't I haven't really looked into that. It's more like I've been trying to make stuff. I didn't do that last time I played with it. Um, so I, that, that that's pretty much it, though. That's really all I've been doing that I can recall um, okay. games-wise. So let's let's move on to the news stories. Uh, we, we have a few... Some good, some bad. Before we hop in, um, Nathan, I'll answer your question about Metroid. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Time under trial, an hour trial. gets you uh, Samus in a bikini. Okay. Uh, under three hours gets you Samus in her, just like her suit. But you can like be like, oh, that's a lady. Yeah, like, like it's a leotard, basically, is what this uh, guide says. That revelation Be- still happens. Between three to five hours is uh, Samus in her armor without the helmet, so you can see the long hair. Okay. Uh, above five hours is like raises her left arm in victory, and above ten hours is Samus's back is turned towards you with arm cowering face in disappointment. <laughs> Weird. So the game like just like you did terrible, bro. Yeah, that's, pretty much. That's so good. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah, I've been dying a lot, but whatever. I'll I'll keep taking the go. I've been playing on the Game Boy Player, so I'm probably gonna play Link's Awakening and stuff that way too. But anyway. Um, let's move on to the news stories. We're going to start with kind of... I guess kind of speaking of bikinis real fast. Like, yep. Dead or Alive 5 just got a patch that it has the the six-axis boob control thing. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I guess there's a bit of news to start. <laughs> okay, six-axis yeah, boob boobs. control. Yeah, boob. classy team ninja. Good job. Um, I... I... I was reading a Kotaku article about it because I was like, why is this an article? Mm-hmm. And I think linked, that's where I saw it as well, yeah. Yeah, it linked to a six-minute video. That's what I watched, six-minute video. I clicked that, and girls. then I, I saw them show off four, like, just four costumes, and then base the the male wrestler. So I was like, this video's going to end with, like, them trying to shake Bass's boobs, aren't they? And I switched to it, and sure enough. Great. Did anything shake? Like I went to briefly, no, no, it, it, it like didn't. But that they were like they were messing around trying to make it seem like that. Oh, okay. So moral of the story is here: Japanese game companies are weird, and we buy their products anyways. Well, uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, it didn't ship with that, so clearly no. the fans wanted it and they put it in there. Fans wanted boob shaking. Well, didn't it say in like an interview or something there was that same article I think they were like yeah we were surprised they wanted bigger boobs we were like no we'll tone it down I didn't read the full article I think I, I think that was actually in the article was like, like yeah right, like they, they wanted that for some reason so we're like oh whatever we've got the assets go. for it ha 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 uh, move on what's the first real news story okay first real news story I guess is a bit of a follow up to the Raymond Le- Raymond Legends delay last week alright I put that there yeah, apparently uh, a lot of members of the development team are protesting that action, uh, including Michelle Ancel. He's been showing up in a series of photos and stuff with them holding banners and signs saying, like, please release the game. Like, what are you right. doing? Right, and I specifically, like, this uh, like this was actually, a, a, I think he was calling himself a dev, but it was just online, so it's not a, it's not 100% accurate. Yeah. But this one one guy came out and saying, like, 
you know, we don't like this too. We had to go through crunch time not getting to see our families to make this date. And right. now they're just saying, no, it's coming out later. And Ubisoft has actually come out and said, no, the game's done. We're literally just waiting for the ports. Which seems like such a weird thing. Like, why not release it on this kind of relatively new platform, get some buzz building, you know? See, I, the funny thing is, this is not the first time Ubisoft's done it with Rayman. Delaying stuff? Yeah, remember the 3DS Rayman Origins? That, yeah, yeah. That was supposed to come out, uh, I think it was like last November or something. And it, like a demo came out on the 3DS Marketplace and everything. And then it got delayed because they wanted to release it when the other, the new game comes out. <sighs> and then yeah. that got delayed and apparently, eventually the Origins came out finally, but. It's just like September isn't quite in the holiday crush, but, but it's, it's pretty. It's close. busy, yeah. Like it's if, that's the start, right? Like Borderlands Two came out in September last year. Yeah, it's it seems like late August, September is when it. It's like all right, it's game season. So here, here's another thing too. If the new systems are coming out this year, people are not going to buy it because they're going to wait for the new system. Yeah, you like yeah, really. Like they should release it pre-June before all that crap's announced so that it's like before hey, people sweet. start saving their money up. Right, just being like, "Oh, well, I'm going to get the new Xbox." So, I'm going to wait. I heard a rumor, I don't know if this is true or not, mm-hmm. uh that the reason for the delay is because of Microsoft's multi-platform rules on uh games. So it might be because of the Xbox. What, what are their mi- multi-platform? Oh, I don't like know. Rules. I couldn't find any an article uh, oh, okay. describing it, but I assume based on that comment that it would mean like either the game has to come out for all systems at the same time, or we won't take it, or something. Or there has to be like a special edition made for the Xbox or something. I'm honestly surprised Ubisoft came out and said, "No, it's done. We're just waiting." It yeah, just I can't. I can't believe they would do that. From a standpoint, why didn't they just kind of lie and be like, "No, we're making sure it's at top quality." Like we're we're supplementing it with new stuff, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, the fact that they said it was but, finished and like it, we just didn't. We're waiting is stupid. Why would you yeah, publicly right. admit that? Yeah, yeah, and apparently you can go on like the Meverse on the Wii U, and just everyone on the Rayman Legends Meverse is just like yelling, like, "Why isn't this coming out?" Rayman Legends and you play the Ubisoft thing. Oh, okay. I didn't Any, know that anything had a Ubisoft related is currently right. in a bad state. And uh, Ubisoft has actually, I guess, another piece of news come out and said, "Well, we will give you another demo." Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. an exclusive yeah, demo. Wii U owners can get a second demo for this game if they would like. Man, that Wii U, huh? I hope it doesn't look good. But whatever. Dreamcast 2, baby. Woo! I'm ready. That's that's fine. Um let's move on to a good story. Some some is coming out tomorrow. Are you saying I didn't pick a good story? No, it's a good story, it's just a sad story. Okay. You know, all the kids out there want to play the Raymond, they can't. But hey, you can play System Shock, so get ready, because <laughs> it's what System is Shock Two, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm assuming it's just System Shock Two because that's the one everyone's been focusing on. But like, so, it's the System first Shock one? one is like super old and dated at this point. Okay, like so two at least if you have to. like the HD HD Res Pack. Yeah, looks really nice. Okay, well, I just you know figured maybe as part. What of What is the story history. here? I'm confused. Okay. The story, um, System Shock 2 is a game that was made by the Bioshock people You're many right. years ago. Um, it has been kind of a most wanted on digital releases for quite a while, and it's finally coming to good old games today, essentially. Like, if you're listening to this, it's already out. Um, as of this recording, there's a countdown clock that's like six hours or something. But okay. yeah, it's coming to good old games right away, and there seems to be some, like, the wheels are in motion to bring it to Steam within the next while. Uh, I've seen kind of differing opinions on how long that's going to be, but w- like conservative, like within the next like six months, probably it'll show up on there. I don't know. It's going to happen. So a lot of people are really happy about you know being able to see this kind of early shooter from those guys that apparently did a lot of interesting things. I've is this curious- just the second one, or is the first one coming too? We weren't 100% sure. All the stories are really focusing on the second one. I'm going to double check, but... Uh, all, all that the good old game site right now says is, like, system loading. It's like a little teaser page. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure if both of them are coming. It, it, yeah, I just typed it in. It, it looks like it's the second one, which is the one people want. So that's oh, okay. fine. Um, so, yeah, get ready for that. There you go. System Shock. I don't know how much it's going to be or anything, but I'm probably going to be one of those people I'm, that checks it out. 
I'm excited for this. I actually played the, at least the demo of it back when the game was new. Okay. That game and... was really fun back then. Okay. I've heard a lot, really lot more micromanagement to it, though. Yeah, there's a lot to that game, apparently. It's pretty hard, and, and you kind of have to... Is there different classes and stuff? Yeah, you, you, you pick three, like, focuses. I, I can't remember what it is. One's a focus on combat. One is a focus on, like, psychic power. So, I guess, the tonics from, like, Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Something like magic? Yeah. I cannot remember what the second was. I think it might have been a balance. Or, no, no, hacking. That was what it was. The third one was a focus on hacking. Because there was, like, turrets and robots that you could hack to, like, save. Or you could, like, um, open up locks to get items or stuff like that. So, so for people who don't know System Shock, like, if you like Bioshock, check this out. Yeah, System, System Shock is a futuristic sci-fi Bioshock, essentially. At least that's what Bioshock built off of. Okay. So it's like Syndicate. Kind of, yeah. Like, the, the big bad is, like, a uh, is a virus. I cannot or It's an AI. I cannot remember the name of it. Off the top of my head, but it's it was very well known. Gladys. No, it's not Gladys. <laughs> ah, that's gonna bug me. I need to look that up. All right, Shodan. There we go. I didn't even look it up. I just knew it. Oh, okay, but it was like a really cool thing. Uh, yeah, it does seem like it's just System Shock Two. There's some bonus items, concept art, uh, a copy of the original pitch for the game. That's um, cool. And they're saying mods and stuff will still work for it. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a cool bit of news. I wasn't sure. It, like, the whole, like, beginning of this story to, like, to its release happened in the last, like, 48 hours, pretty much, as far as I know. So, that's pretty cool. Um, or maybe maybe a couple days. But it's it's pretty pretty fresh, so, yay. Um, I guess, in, speaking of sci-fi shooters, uh, one of those came out last week. Aliens Colonial, Mar- Colonial Marines. And, apparently, it's not very good. I haven't played it. So I can't really speak to that. All I do know, reviews though, reviews are negative. A lot of reviews are really negative, and it's getting to the point where people are starting to accuse, like, uh, Gearbox of false advertising, kind of being jerks to Sega, like by putting it off for longer and longer to finish Borderlands, essentially, while kind of paying lip service to this game. Like, it seems like it was kind of mishandled in a pretty significant way. A lot of outsourcing. I, I yeah, it's just kind of been at the center of a big. Maelstrom of complaining about how the, how the license was handled and all this stuff. It's it's been pretty weird to watch this happen. Um, did like I know like I know John and I were talking before the show. Like I don't think either of us really bothered to look at it at any of the shows we were at. No, because like, it, it was always a closed demo. Like you had to wait in line and it would be in like this room. It was kind of like what they did with Duke Nukem Forever. No, I know Pax day. East or not Pax East. Uh, Pax Prime Twelve. You could just go up and play it. It was right by the uh, indie booths. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember, I remember seeing, seeing like dudes dressed up in like marine armor and stuff, but I just didn't wait around. Like, I just didn't spend the time to take a yep, look at it. Yeah, it was actually right beside uh, the uh, Indy 10 or whatever. Yeah, I, I've seen some accusations, like specifically from Jim Sterling, asserting that like the stuff they were showing at trade shows isn't actually in the game. Oh, like that's weird. Which it, like kind of like that Killzone 2 trailer type thing, but. Uh, not quite comparable because that was right up to release. They didn't clarify with like real footage at any point. So yeah, it, it's it's there's it's something sketchy. There's a lot of I don't know eyebrows being raised and angry stuff being hurled at this game. So I don't know, crazy aliens. Apparently, there's an iOS game coming out shortly though that might actually be pretty good in light of this coming out. So I don't know. I'm not sure how Sega feels about this whole thing as well like it's they don't do a lot of big titles anymore and this one's not doing so, I don't know how it's doing sales wise but critical verdict is in and it's it's pretty bad um and to end things on the worst note we have another studio closed so, oh really what was this one uh this was impossible studio um which is they it's it's it was comprised of former big huge games guys who were from 38 Studios. Oh, I did hear about this. That's right. Yeah. It, it, this one just seems like extra kind of weird in that it's like, yay, they saved them like a few months ago, and then, no, nah, they're just closed anyway. Like It's just like that false hope was instilled, and then it didn't matter. So the project they were working on was Infinity Blade Dungeons. Um, I guess it's like an expanded game of, like, you know, the Infinity Blade series or whatever. That has been put on hold. Uh, Epic are the guys who t- took them over and then closed it. 
uh, I guess they're they are closed, but they were saying the name and the logo and all that stuff. Like those guys can keep that if they want to keep that branding and go forth and on their own and go forth. Do you have any idea what they were working on? Or uh, I was just that Infinity Blade game. That's all we know. Oh, okay. Um, which seems to fit kind of. That's weird because doesn't that sell a ton? I I don't know how the second one did really. I I ended up picking it up. But I, it's not so much like the Infinity Blade brand is a thing they were worried about. It was just something like there was some quote that's just like, yeah, this relationship's just not working out between Epic and them, so we're just gonna shut it down. Here, here's the thing I don't understand: like, what's Chair working on then? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe the much beloved Shadow Complex. Yeah, Shadow Complex too. People want that. Be nice, but I somehow doubt it. I know, like specifically because Infinity Blade ended up selling better, which. <laughs> kind of weird but ios um yeah there you go let's go on to questions sorry to end it's the a news. fast emails episode. it's a fast-paced episode i i don't know do, do you want to not a lot happened this week do you want to have a little like breakdown you know, what's going on with sean check in what's going on right now yeah like what's happening all right i'm fighting porco loco oh i get it he is an undead pig themed tank Amazing. Uh, his weakness is storm magic, so I keep casting thunderstorm on him, doing about 400 damage each time. No, sorry, 200 damage each time, but now's my chance to hit him hard, so everyone does an all-out attack. I do another thunderstorm. That's that's what's going on with me. Okay. Uh, sorry, can we pause Emails. for a second and take a break? Um, Wait, what? Sure. Alright, uh, question time? Back from the break. Back from the break, it's time for questions. Um, if you want to send questions, topdownperspective at gmail.com, TDP Podcast on Twitter, or Facebook, or Steam. But actually, hey, hold on. If you want if you want to go to Steam, um, I have some codes for like some stuff that I'm offering on there. So yeah. Oh, what are you offering up? Uh it's it's kind of some stuff from the previous like humble bundles and things that I already had. So oh, yeah. I think there's a copy a of Snapshot. Um uh Indie Game the movie, I think. Like I forget. I wrote up a little thing and put it on there. Uh I guess kind of my bad for not managing that group very well. There's not a lot of activity in there anymore. But um yeah, if you want to check in there, there's a few codes for some indie games and stuff. Um oh also dude, if you want some Dota two keys, I don't know if you got some of those too, but they are handing them out like candy. I don't have Dota 2 keys. If you want to give me some I Dota got, 2 keys... I got given a key for myself. That's about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have five, and I have no interest Speaking in of keys, did you end up getting one of those, like, ship keys that you were are five ships or whatever? Uh, I didn't get, get one via Idle Thumbs, but I have that game, and then I okay. checked, and I am, in fact, uh, an owner of the Steam Fruitcake. I do have some Steam ship codes as well. So if okay. you want to play the ship... Um, Pass it along, I guess. Yeah, I I, I reinstalled that game because I haven't played in a while, and they, they've been hosting some games over there, so I might get in on that at some point. But uh, yeah, Steam giveaways, jo- join there. Um, you can ask questions or get free stuff if you're interested. Just let me know. Oh, I guess I also have Half Life Two Episode One because Valve, dude, they just throw those away. So I don't know if you want to jump in in the second part of Half-Life 2. Yeah. Not even, like, the third. I guess, right. It's, it's kind of a weird thing, but whatever. Anyway, okay, let's go on to the question. Um, I guess we have several within one, or is this one person? This by it's TGD. one person. Okay. TGP, TGD. TGD sends in a fair amount of questions, so here we go. I'm just wondering, as recently my 3DS wouldn't charge, what should I do? Is it fixable? Do I just need to wiggle the battery around a bit? Should I get a replacement battery? Or should I send it to Nintendo? Um, since the battery on the 3DS is fairly easy to remove, it just takes a Phillips head screwdriver, I think. Mm-hmm. Try unplugging and plugging it back in first. If that does not do anything to it, then yeah, contact Nintendo. Because I think they will either send you a replacement battery or get you to send it into them. I think you can just flat out get a new battery ordered. Is it- I, uh, I'm not even using my standard battery. I bought, like, a bigger battery so that thing would last longer. Super easy to just swap out. So if you don't feel like waiting around, you can go to, like, a Best Buy, buy a bigger battery. It does stick out further, but I charge my 3DS, like, once a week 
if I'm using it significantly. Is that a first party thing, the battery? It's not. It's third party. Um, I want to say Nyko, but it's been a while since I swapped it out. It's pretty reliable. N- Nyko does create like one of those. So right, okay, yeah. Um, it's about I don't I don't want to say it sticks out even not even a centimeter fully, but it is bigger and heavier. Uh, but yeah, if you just that'll be like the quickest thing if you can't fix it. That's what I would do. You get extra battery life, which is nice. Um. Okay. As as a non 3ds owner, I'm, I'm not sure that sounds kind of bad, but I guess if you can get a replacement battery, do you know how much it would cost from Nintendo to get one, or do they kind of probably re- twenty bucks? Okay. That's the price of my extra battery. So. All right. So there's there's ways to to correct that. Um, next question is, uh, what is the definitive version of Metal Gear Solid, the PS1 Classic, or the GameCube re-release? Does it matter which version I play? What mechanics from Metal Gear Solid 2 were added in Twin Snakes? Uh, I believe the definitive version is the PC version, because I think it comes with, uh, VR missions as well. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to say my favorite version is Twin Snakes. I've always been recommend, because I haven't played the first one. Yeah. Uh, my buddy's always been like, if you're going to play it, play Twin Snakes. Here's the problem with Twin Snakes, though. That game was not originally designed to be able to let you shoot in first person. Mm-hmm. So that does break a lot of the fights in the game. It makes it really easy. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it makes the game way too easy. Oh, like the Ocelot and, fight is kind of a joke, but yeah. uh, the thing is with that, for me, I guess, is just like, well, it's Metal Gear, so I'm here for the story. So you get to I was going to say, like, I, I kind of don't like playing a lot of Metal Gear. Yeah. Okay, if you're, if you're going for just the stuff. story, then yeah, probably Twin Snakes. You get more updated cutscenes, cut and they look better. And they're also slightly more ridiculous. Yeah, no, they're definitely a lot more ridiculous, like flipping off of missiles and stupid... It, it becomes like a freaking Hong Kong movie at certain points. Kind of anime, yeah. It's, That's racist. Hong Kong. Well, what's wrong with Hong Kong movies? We didn't say it was bad, it just becomes a Hong Kong movie. And that's not what the original was. Yeah, no, that that is a specific genre of movie. Yeah, it's like your John Woo or something. But yeah, you're right. It does definitely make it a very different game. But I tried playing that first one. It was dying over and over on like Cyber Ninja. So if you want an easier time, Twin Snakes. I guess if you want the VR missions though, which I also have on PS One, check out the PC version. Is that readily available? Is that I don't digitally know, actually out there? It's gotta be. Hopefully. But alright, so a PC, if you want to play that original one, uh, does it look better? Or I'm, I'm sure it looks at least as good. Okay. Alright, so if you, if you want to be like a purist... Is that on Steam? Where would you find that? I don't know. I've, this is the first I've heard of it, Sean. It might just be a physical copy you have to find now. I don't know. Great. So, so that sounds super hard to find, so the GameCube one would probably be the easiest, right? Uh, no, the, the original, because you can just get it on uh, PlayStation Network. Yeah, like, oh, okay. when I decided, huh. oh, I'm going to play the original, it was really easy to do that. It's just old. Um, also, D-pads, there's none of that analog control for you fancy dudes, which I couldn't get over, but, uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're really going to be like, what is the definitive thing that, like, Metal Gear crazy people will say, it's probably the original PS1 one. So, check that out. It's pretty easy to get. Um, just, you know, remember, it's a bit of a relic of its time. So, patience. You know, kind of like Shadows of the Empire. Patience. You know, need to need to be tolerant of old games. Next, what would you say the swan song was for the Wii? Uh, for last-gen consoles, for any consoles. So, swan songs. We'll start with the Wii. What was Swan the... song would be the last big game that came out for it. That would be Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, yeah, all right. I was going to be like, Rhythm Heaven. I was going to be Rhythm Heaven Fever. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. That did come out later. Um, What about, wasn't there, what was that other RPG that came out? The Last Story? The Last Story. How did that... Isn't there end? also a couple more coming out this year? Pandora's Tower is coming out this year. Okay. So I that's all three of the still... Project Rainfall games. Um, I don't know. For me, it's Rhythm of Heaven Fever. That was the last one I definitely like got into. So that's that's my vote, but I've heard really good things about Xenoblade, so I just I just haven't played it. Um, for last-gen consoles, I guess like Xbox, PS2, GameCube... PS2 would be like God of War 2. Yeah. Or what was what was that level five game? Rogue Galaxy. Wasn't yeah, that but I think late? that came out like well before the 360 came out, didn't it? Or no, maybe it didn't. Yeah, you're right. It it did come like 
But I think it came out after God of War 2. Looking it up. Okay. I'm trying to think. Where do you even look this up? I don't Rogue even know Galaxy if it's came out in North America. Ooh. Oh. 2007. No. Never mind. Yeah, that's getting in there. So, I heard it was okay. I just never played it. So, I can't really say. It's like, yeah, that was the Swan Song. That wasn't my I, swan I watched song. my one of my old roommates play it. Mm-hmm. That game has a lot of crafting in it. What's wrong like, with crafting? Kids love the Minecraft. So. No, that, there's like too much. Oh. Like, that is the game that I can remember specifically being like, okay, there's way too, officially way too much crafting in this game. Oh, okay. Alone in the Dark had some crafting, too. You could tape stuff to stuff. Yeah, well, that not even that's not even remotely near the level of... All right, all right. Yeah, because um, they also did Dark Cloud, and that had a lot of crafting. Oh, I'm going to say, like, for me, the last thing I was playing on my PS2 before I made the Switch was Okami, but that was not one of the last ones, really, but it was it was there. Um... Or God then, of War 2. Those were kind of the last big games I played on my PS2 before kind of retiring it to Legacy System. Uh, I guess, you know, Persona 4 is the one that brought me back, which was kind of neat. I, like, I spent 100 hours with my PS2 well after retiring it, but I'm, I can't really... I don't remember when that came out. So God of War 2 came out, like, two months after Rogue Galaxy did here. Oh, okay. So that was that was definitely... That was the last one. I was like, oh, this is a big game. I gotta go line up and get it. You know? That, that kind of thing. Like, I don't know if I lined up, but I bought day one. But whatever. Okay. Um. Any uh GameCube? What was the final GameCube classic? Okay, I found a list chronological orders of the PS2 games. Okay. I'm trying so, to think what was like a big one. It's like NFL 2012. <sighs> that was the one. It was so good. See when I, I think Pulse came to the PS2. Well, Madden. Which one? What? What came to PS2? Guitar Hero 5. Guitar Hero 5. That was a classic. Classic game. Tomb Raider Underworld. Alright, let's stop talking about PS2, GameCube. I'm literally looking at my GameCube wall and I have no idea which was like the last big AAA I, to come out up. for it. I'll look it up. Because I'm looking at like Bait and Kaitos, which was my favorite RPG, which is also the Xenoblade guys. Oh, I have like Bait and Kaitos Origins. I know that was kind of late. Yeah, that was, that was system. a late one. Uh, Fire, no, Fire Emblem was out for a while. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door was also out for a while. Yeah. So yeah. All the ones I'm looking at, like the big AAA standouts, were like well early into the... Uh, or like Four system. Swords Adventures? Like, Unfortunately, yeah. Wikipedia's page on this one is they have it split by letter, so I can't look at all of I, it at once. I could technically say... Uh, Twilight Princess. That was the last big AAA for the GameCube. Oh, that totally. That's probably it, right? Because that was even that came out on the Wii as well. So that would have yeah, had to be it. Transition game, but yeah, okay, we'll count that. Um, See, that, that's Xbox? why I was hesitant to say it because it was also like we original Xbox. I don't like what will Halo, Halo Two was after a while. I know, but really, what mattered beyond that? The San Andreas. Yeah. What about that Odd World game? Need for Speed Most Wanted. People like Stranger's Wrath. Need for Speed Most Wanted. Oh, well, because that was a transition game. It was. It was on both systems. But then, no, it's Gun then, dude. That so was, was Tony Hawk. Big bumpin'. Big Sneak bumpin'. Because it plays on both. No, it wouldn't be Most Wanted. It'd be Carbon. Need for Speed Carbon. Really? Uh, that came out, yeah. And that was on most, both most Wanted well. was on both as well. Yeah, Carbon was on both. Marvel Ultimate Alliance? I'm going to go with Pocket Bike Racers. That was the legacy. That the Just X- Cause Xbox 1? Wow, really? That wasn't Just Cause 1. I heard a lot of problems. I played the demo for that. It was... Yeah. That was... There was... Yeah, there was a 360 port. Over the that. Hedge. Also, transition game. Right. Over the Hedge. That was it. That was, that All was these Xbox games you're classic. listing are terrible in one way or another. Black. Black. Actually, that mm. was a late game Xbox game that I remember at least reading about. Prince of Persia Two Thrones. Okay. I love that game. That was a decent game. 50 Cent Bulletproof. I own 50 Cent Bulletproof on the Xbox now. so I heard it's not as good as Blood in the Sand. Blinks 2. Remember that guy? Did we get a Blinks 2? I didn't realize that. I own Blinks 2. Well, then I guess we did. Yeah. They they made a Zathura game? Ugh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Yep. All right, let's move on to the next question. 
what, in your opinion, was the single greatest innovation in the video game medium? Also, an easy question. Okay. Motion yeah. controls. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Connect. It's the future. You are the controller. Enough said. Um. All right. So then, single. Like I'm actually holding the boobs. <laughs> yeah. In Dead or Alive it, Five. It just happened. Dead or yeah. Alive Five. Brand new features. I'm trying to actually think seriously. Dumb things to add to a game. What is the what is the single greatest innovation? I don't know perks. A pause button. Like the big thing. A no. pause button. The pause button. Saving. Being able to save. Oh, that's not the good one. Um. Well, I mean, I think that save, one has to take it. Being able to save. Well, saves. You know, there's like the password saving system and whatnot. Like there was ways to do that. No, I feel like Sean probably has it. Like. Pausing is kind of just an incremental yeah. step before saving. Like, saving your game allowed you to have, like, longer, bigger experiences? Or and actually turn of... off the thing as opposed to, I'm going to just pause it and then go to sleep for the night. Well, that, that's definitely kind of the transition from, like, To the be arcade, fair, we still do that to this day. Arcade mentality to home console, <laughs> like, developing that kind of changes. I don't know, like, like what do you mean? Like, if you want to go back to, like... Patches? You know, Controlling anything on a screen? Pat, maybe I don't. Patches is a tough one because it, it's given room for developers to be a little bit lazier with their testing. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a, that's kind of an un. But just being able to fix a game. Yeah, no, it's both good and bad. The the stick, like the anal, like the joystick. That was a. That was a guy. good thing, but at the same time, it was really rough at first. Even in arcades and Atari. Oh well, it wasn't quite the same in those. Yeah, I'm trying to like go back to like the beginnings, the early days. What was it? But okay. Um, I still, I think Sean was right with saving. I don't know. There's good games where you can't save. Like, it doesn't. But we're not talking about like what's like the, the what's the best game and why is it the best? It's just what it, what changed the what was the biggest innovation for everything. Which is All why right. I said pause and why he said saving. Okay. I don't know if I have like one. To, I'm just going to say joystick. I don't know. I'm just going to say. Okay, there you go. I'm just going to stick with that. Single worst thing that's ever happened. We were talking about DLC. Makes motion lazy controls. developers. No, no way. There's some great motion control games. Tacked on motion controls. Vectrex. You know, you got to put. No, up Vectrex is on. fun. Don't you have to put stuff on your screen? Well, you don't have to, but it adds to it. Okay. I'm just. I'm just trying to. Virtual Boy. I really don't like when games are like, hey, do you want to tweet about what you just did? Oh. It's like, I never, ever want to tweet about what I just did. In-game advertising. Okay. Oh, so we're talking about bad, yeah. So at that point, like, pay-to-play. Yeah, pay-to-play, free-to-play. Like, people were talking about Well, I don't know about pay-to-play either, because, like, wow, people love it, and that's, you're paying to play. That's kind. Of, that's the thing, though. Like some people are kind of looking at that as like this is a ethical abuse of people's willingness to do that. Like you're you're putting them in like a endless maze. And it's the same. It's the same as I'm paying for cable each month. Yeah. But like pay to play is more like the oh you can just or maybe pay to win is the better phrasing where you can just buy. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard pay to win for sure. Well, like Dead Space Three is being accused of some of that, right? Like you go up to the store and it's like oh you know you don't have enough stuff, but if you give us three dollars. Right. Well, yeah. to be fair, almost every EA game now has that. I'm pretty sure every racing game I played the last couple of years has been like, "Oh, you can't afford this car, you know, four bucks. We'll just give it to you. It's part of this pack." Yeah, they've definitely been experimenting in that direction, which is too bad. Um. So yeah, that that kind of microtransaction stuff, DLC. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm I really don't like when there's on the disc DLC. like and this comes up in iOS games the most, but mm-hmm. it's as soon as I see there's like two different types of currency. Yeah. I'm just immediately thinking like, well, what's the point because you guys have designed this for me to have to spend like forever to get anywhere. Right. Instead like, I of just, just... Like, it completely turns me off from the game. Which is kind of yeah, like with Little Inferno, just thinking on that, like there's definitely like you have to wait around and stuff, but you you pay the $15 and you're good, you know? Like, you know that the game isn't going to make you grind forever to do the stuff. It's all... You just get it. And, yeah, with a lot of free I games... I don't think Little Inferno's really a good comparison. I'm just saying, like, that game kind of riffs on that whole thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it is kind of a parody. 
it's a bit of a parody of that model, and I think it kind of showcases. Like you know, one, I don't one mind waiting that around. I've always but... thought about was a uh, was Jetpack Joyride. Yeah, where it because you could kind of unlock additional bonuses, whether you know coins or paying for them. To me, it no longer became well. I'm going to see how skilled I am to get as far as I can. It became well. What does it matter? I'll, these next ten runs are just going to be useless while I get enough coins to use this perfect combination of items. Because like, why wouldn't you? This is this is the way to do it. Yeah, at some point you do feel kind of like a mouse on a wheel or something. Like, it's... and it just becomes like, well, it just it, they're taking the skill away from it. Where it's now, well, why would you even bother? To, using just skill when you could just use this item that boosts you 500 meters and then start using skill. Yeah. It's not quite like the cannibal thing where it's just like, see how far you can get. It's now, you know, you can get X far just by waiting around. and Right, so it almost yeah. seems like, well, if you're even going to try for, like, the world high score, you need to use this item, then this one, then this one, and then that's when the real game begins. And it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Bad ovations. I don't know what, what we're going to call those, but ways the business has done Out ovations. Out, outvations? Because in ovations? Hey, oh. Outvations would mean they were getting rid of them. Oh, okay. Gross. So, they're still here. <sighs> anyway, let's end on a positive note somehow. Uh, you guys going to that comic expo? I will. I don't have tickets Probably yet. Probably will. Yeah, I gotta pick up tickets as well. Cool. There's a couple of Walking Dead guys. Yeah, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. John Reese saw that as well, yeah. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. Princess Leia. Yeah, everybody's coming. Carrie so. Fisher's coming? Yeah. Wow. At least as of right now, John Carpenter's gonna be there. He directed Stan Lee's always going. Stan Lee's coming back, yeah. Yeah. Dude always... Doesn't he always want like 50 bucks for an autograph? I'm not... Something like that, probably. That's... Oh, he made that, a lot really of characters though, Sean. Still, like, that just bums me out. I don't like paying for an autograph. I don't really. Well, it's probably yeah, also I like really I don't know if they get paid to fly there or if they just trade off like that. Mm-hmm. Like I could see you'd be like, okay, well, we'll reimburse you for some of it, but then like you can just charge whatever for signatures and they'll cover the rest. Yeah, that still kind of sucks. Oh well. Review us on iTunes. Check out the Steam group. Um, like us on Facebook. Yeah. Talk Follow us on Twitter. Gmail, all of these things. Follow us on Twitter, TDP Podcast. And uh, thanks for joining us. Have a happy Valentine's Game Day. Of the week. Game of the week. Games of the week. You're right, guys. I started that thing and then I keep forgetting about it. Um, Fire Emblem Awakening. All right. So I'm definitely not picking Shadows of the Empire or Sonic 06. <laughs> uh, mine would be The Room. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with Metroid because of the two, it is a game and the other one is a main means of making them. So I'm gonna say yeah, Metroid. But it's also good, you know. It's a classic, but it's All right. it's crazy. It's difficult. Check out that super hexagon thing on Little League Planet too. Okay. Um. Yeah. Check that out on the YouTube, and if you have that game, I guess go look at that. And um. Yeah. Uh, ha- happy Valentine's thing. I was trying to say that earlier. And catch you next week. Take it easy.